Welcome to the Worshipped Woman Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Kristen. I am a life and relationship coach, deep healing facilitator, and subconscious change expert. On this podcast, we will dive deep into personal growth, transformation, and relationships, releasing patterns of toxicity, codependency, and people-pleasing as we explore what it means to be the worshipped woman. If you are ready to heal, embody your worth, and raise your standards in life and love, you are in the right place. I am so happy to have you here. Now, let's get started. Hello, sisters. Welcome back to another episode of the Worshipped Woman podcast. I am Kelly Kristen, and I am so very happy to have you here with me. And today, I am going to be talking about a lot of things that I think need to be brought, I guess, to more public. I don't, I don't know. Things that, like normal things that happen in toxic relationships that I guess carry a lot of shame and like things that people don't necessarily talk about or really things that people don't understand. So one of the things that I really, really love and a big part of the work that I do is giving you the, what I call the right information, okay? Because when it comes to toxic relationships, healing, and all these things, I mean, there's so many people talking about all kinds of stuff and talking about, I mean, honestly, I really cannot stand the um, obsession with narcissists, like constantly learning about everything to do with the narcissist and all the things that they do and why they act the way they act. Like that doesn't help you heal. Okay. Can we stop doing that? If you are somebody who right now is following all the accounts on TikTok, all the accounts on Instagram with everybody talking about narcissists and all the things that they do and how they act and blah, 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 blah. Can we stop? Because that doesn't help you to heal and to focus on yourself, which is what we want, right? Because the last thing that you want for yourself is to go maybe leave this relationship and then become obsessed with learning about everything about this person and why they acted that way. Like, that's crazy, right? You're ignoring yourself. You're ignoring your own inner child that needs being held and loved. And, you know, it's essentially like you get in a car accident or something and you're hurt and you go chasing after the other car that hit you right? But you're hurt and you're wobbling like you're out of the car. You're, you can barely even walk and you're trying to chase this car that hit you and ran off. Meanwhile, you actually need to take time to help yourself, to take care of yourself, right? You need time. You need time to focus on you. That's really what I want you to do is focus on you. So much of this other stuff is just nonsense and it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Yes, a certain amount of information is good because it can validate your experience. But once you have that, it really just becomes another level of the trauma bond, another level of being addicted to this person. Okay, so I want you to be aware of that. And no, I talk about what I call the right information. Okay, so information about you, information about understanding yourself, information understanding your brain, your nervous system, why things happened the way that they do. You know, I think that that's something that holds a lot of people back is really not understanding themselves and their actions. And that can cause a lot of shame, right? Like when we feel that we're doing something that we don't quite understand about ourselves, 
we can tend to feel a lot of shame about that. So hopefully this conversation that we're going to have today about normal things that happen in toxic relationships that people don't talk about, hopefully and after, right? So even if you are not in a toxic relationship, but you're after a toxic relationship and and you're going through like that period of what's going on or you're back and forth, all of this is going to help all you. Okay, it's for it's for everybody that's been through it, everybody that's maybe on the other side of it or anybody that's in it, because I I really want you guys to understand some very, very important things about yourself. So you can like understand yourself a little bit more, start maybe accepting yourself a little bit more, because guess what? Self-understanding opens up the door to self-acceptance, self-acceptance opens up the door to self-love, self-love opens the door to self-worship, self-worship opens the door to a brand new life. I am not making this up. This is the process. This is what heals. This is what helps this is what is possible for you when you actually do the work Hmm. and before we get super into the meat meat of the episode I do want to remind you that heal rise thrive which is my group program for women that want to heal from toxic relationships you want to say goodbye to toxic relationships for good you want to do the deep work with me and a small group of women this is not just like another program. This is an experience. It's an experience that covers the right information, the deep subconscious change work that we need to do to be able to heal your subconscious, heal your inner child, and the embodiment work that's actually going to help you regulate your nervous system and help you release the trauma that you've been through in these relationships and really put you on a path to living what I call the thriving life and as a thriving woman. If that's what you are interested in, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for you to watch a video with the steps that the program takes you through. If you feel like, yes, I resonate with that, you do need to book a call. And you're actually going to book a call with me because this container is very important to me. I want to make sure that the women that come into it are right, they're ready. I want to make sure that everybody is in the, this, the space where we can go deep because this work is not just about fluff. It's not just about talking. It's really, really about doing the deep work to heal. So I will put that in the show notes for you. Please check it out. Now, let's get into it. So one of the things that kind of really brought this to the forefront for me right now that I want to talk about it is because I have seen this pattern a lot with the women that I've been talking to, um, you know, with the women that are enrolling in Heal Rise Thrive right now, with the women that I've talked to in the past, with the women I've coached in the past, I see this pattern. And I know that I certainly experienced this myself, right? And so one of the things that happens when you are in a toxic relationship or you're in that space where you're leaving the toxic relationship is you start really questioning whether that relationship is toxic or not, right? When you start to leave and you start thinking, maybe you left, you get, you know, almost like an amnesia. And this is how your mind is protecting you from feeling the very big feelings of shame, the very, very big feelings of hurt, the very big feelings of Um, you know, the things that inside that are that are saying, I'm not lovable, I'm not enough because this person didn't treat me well. What happens is your mind tries to protect you from feeling those big feelings that you most likely are not equipped to feel. Okay, because 
we are not taught how to handle our emotions. We are not taught how to process big emotions. And our body's number one priority is to protect us, to keep us safe. So if we don't know how to access those big emotions, our body's going to, in our mind, our nervous system, everything's going to work together to not allow us to feel those things because it's not safe to feel those things. So what actually happens is that our brain will take the memories that are more traumatic, the memories that are really hurtful, painful, and we'll store them in like a deeper part of our brain, okay? So we have memories that are more joyful, memories that are the fantasy that we created, because oftentimes we do create the fantasy of this person, who they are versus the reality of who they are, right? We create the fantasy of the relationship. We live in the potential. We live in all of these places that don't actually exist. That's much easier for us to access, right? It's much easier for us to access. And our brain will store the deeper stuff, excuse me, it will store the hurtful stuff deeper. So we can actually start forgetting all of like the really bad stuff that happened, right? So there's a mixture going on here. You leave this person, you start forgetting all the bad stuff that happened. You start missing them because guess what? Even if your relationship was toxic, even if it was really terrible and hard, even if the person has harmed you, there's still some good, right? They're not terrible all of the time. They're not treating, mistreating you every second of every day. If that was, were the case, then you wouldn't be with them, right? There's moments, there's times, there's memories that you cling to, right? There's the memories of, we shared this together, we did this together. One time we went on vacation and it was so fun, you know, whatever it is, you hold on to those memories, right? You hold on to those memories because that's what made you stay. So now you've left and now you're in a place where this is what was making me stay. And now I miss, I miss that feeling. I miss being connected. But wait, that was my person. And even though they're not that great of a person, that was my person, right? I can't tell you how many times I've heard that one. And I can't tell you how many times I thought that when I was in a severely abusive and toxic relationship. This is my person. Oh God, let me remind you that there are 7.8 billion people on this planet and your person is not the one that is harming you that is hurting you that is abusing you in any way it's not the one that's talking down to you it's not the one that's making you feel badly about yourself it's not the one that's making you feel like you can't be loved that is not the one that is not your person that is not the human that you are supposed to be with okay but i also want to explain why this happens and this is important because Now, when we're in toxic relationships, our nervous system is on high alert because we are not safe, okay? We are not safe. There is a threat in our atmosphere. That threat is the person that is toxic, is the person that, you know, not the, I don't want to say the person that is toxic because it's, it's the person that is really heavily involved in this toxic scenario, okay? That's more what I want to say, right? The person that is maybe harming you, hurting you, causing you to feel badly, that person is like a threat to your nervous system. Because you are with this threat constantly, your nervous system is highly aroused. Do you want to know what happens when you're highly aroused all the time in your nervous system? You're in fight or flight mode. You are in a highly activated survival state. And when you are living in survival, when you are existing in survival, what happens is that your body shuts off some functions that it doesn't term as vital. Okay, so what actually happens in your brain is that your brain is going to focus in on the thing that is the threat. And I really want you to think about that for a second. Your brain starts focusing in on the thing that is the threat. You start obsessing about this thing that is the threat because your your 
your nervous system is like, hey, 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 we got to pay attention here. We got to pay attention here. We got to know what's going on. We got to know what's going on because this is a threat to my life. This is a threat to my survival. So I need to pay attention. I need to focus on this thing. This is why you get obsessed with this person. This is why it feels like this person has taken over your whole life, that you can't do anything. You can't think about anything else. It's just them, 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 them. This is survival mode, okay? This is survival mode. This is something that is totally normal. This is why when you're in your relationship, it's part of why, okay? Because there's many layers to this, right? There's trauma bonds. There's your subconscious programming. There's all kinds of things that are happening, all right? But I really want to highlight this because I think this is something that most people don't talk about because honestly, they just don't know. They just don't get it. They don't understand how your nervous system works and how the body works and why all of these things are so important for healing, all right? So you're focused in on this thing. And what happens is your brain is focused in on that. So it can't focus in on other things. You can't rationally think, okay? You cannot rationally think, oh, wow, there's 7.8 billion people on this planet. Maybe the one I'm supposed to be with is not this one that's harming me, right? You can't even really think about that. You start thinking thoughts of like, this is the only human on the planet. You start thinking thoughts like, well, what if it really isn't that bad? I can't leave this person because it's my person. And you have that obsession, right? That obsession feeling. And maybe you've heard me say this before, but any time that you find yourself in a place of feeling like an obsession, feeling like I have to talk to this person, it has to be them, I can't be away from them. And you feel like that pull, right? You might not even like them in your mind. You're like, I know I don't like them. I know they're not good for me. This is not what I want for myself. But you feel like I have to be with them, that obsessive pull, that right there is trauma. It is not love. It is trauma. Okay. And this is all neurochemical reactions based off of being in survival mode. It's not even you. It's not even the real you. And I want you to get that because there is a space where you can exist where you're not living in survival mode, where you're living in a place where your nervous system knows that you are safe, where you can regulate your emotions, where you can feel things and be okay, where you're not stressed out constantly. That is possible for you, but you have to choose it and you have to work for it. It doesn't just happen, okay? But when you're stuck in survival mode and you don't understand that this is what's going on, you really can't think about anything else, right? And that is something that really keeps us trapped in that cycle. And it's something that if you come out of the relationship and you notice yourself obsessing over this person and obsessing over what happened, it's probably because your nervous system doesn't know how to relax. I know this affected me deeply when I got out of my toxic abusive relationship I my nervous system did not know how to relax at all it was just constant fight or flight mode I didn't know that at the time but some of the things that happened to me from being in constant fight or flight mode was that I ended up with autoimmune disorders I ended up with terrible anxiety I had a lot of different health issues that were coming up because I didn't know how to relax. And I was also then really seeking. I always had to be doing something all of the time, doing something all the time, all the time, learning this, doing that, you know, whatever it was, I I could not just sit still and be because I didn't know how to process my emotions. I didn't know how to release what I had been through. I was just trying to pretend like I was okay and that it was fine. And then time heals all wounds. But that's not the case, right? That's not the case. So I want you to know all of that is normal. 
And I also want you to know that it's normal to start questioning your experience, right? We already kind of talked about that, but also start going down the rabbit hole of like, why are you not good enough for this person to have treated you better, right? Like, why did this person not choose you? Why didn't they treat you better? Like, what about you is not good enough, okay? And I want to tell you just how false of a way of thinking that is, okay? Because your worth has nothing to do with how other people treat you. Your worth, your deservingness, first of all, those are completely made up concepts, right? Like the idea of being worthy or not worthy, it's completely made up. I talk about this in the Worthy Woman Workshop. But somebody else not being able to see your worth or value doesn't determine your worth or value, okay? That's, that's on them. Their behavior is on them. It has nothing to do with you. Somebody else's behavior, how they treat you, has to do with them. How you allow yourself to be treated has to deal with you and your level of self-esteem, right? The estimation that you put on yourself. And that's oftentimes what we have to work on is increasing your we don't have to increase your self-worth, okay? Because your self-worth is there. It's already 100%. You're worthy. Boom, there you go. You have it. But what you have to increase is your self-esteem, the self-estimation that you have of yourself, okay? How you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself, because that's going to determine whether or not you let people treat you badly or not, right? So it, it doesn't have to do with this other person. But that's a totally normal thought process. And if you've had those thoughts, if you start thinking, why why didn't they choose me? Why am I not lovable enough? Why am I not good enough? You can choose to stop those thoughts and go, no, I am lovable. I am good enough. But you know what? We're not the right match. And, and why would I want somebody like that to choose me? Why would I want somebody who is so mean to me, terrible to me, does these bad things to me, uh, you know, whatever it is, why would I want them to choose me and love me when in reality I am lovable I am worthy and I need to find somebody who already sees that my job in this life is not to make somebody see me as worthy that's crazy we waste so much of our life trying to prove our worth to other people so that they can tell us that that we're worthy but guess what when we don't believe that inside we wouldn't even believe that from the other person that's all childhood wounding. That's all childhood wounding. That's all that it is. And it is not possible. Relationships cannot validate your worth for you. You have to do that. You have to do that. Okay. But it's normal. It's a normal thought. And so I want you to know if you're having these thoughts, you're having these feelings, you want to know what a normal thought is too. And it's kind of funny, but it happens so often is, well, what if, you know, we break up and they, they get together with somebody else. And what if they treat her better? What if they treat her good? Yeah, what if? I hope so. I hope that somehow they do a lot of healing work and they fix themselves and they start treating people right. I really do. But what's that got to do with you? Really, really think about it. The only reason that you think that is because deep down you have the belief of feeling not lovable, of feeling not good enough, and that happening you're, ter- you're terrified that that would happen, that they would leave you and treat somebody better because it would validate that for you. It would validate that belief that you're not good enough or that you're not lovable. Our beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies. 
That means that whatever we believe about ourselves, we're going to see in our life. And we're going to continue to experience that over our, our, our life. That's how powerful you are. You change your beliefs, you can change your life. You change how you feel about yourself, you could change your whole life. But you got to do the work to shift it. You got to do the work to change it. And it's not just from repeating affirmations over and over again. It's from actually stepping into the subconscious work, right? Reprogramming, rewiring our neurons, neurons firing together, wiring together to to embody a new belief, a new energy, a new way of being. That's what we have to do. You can't simply say things and expect them to change. You actually have to do sometimes that nitty gritty work, right? It's not easy. It's not comfortable. Like healing from this shit is not easy and it's not comfortable. And I'm going to just tell you that outright. Anybody who tells you otherwise is I don't know what they're doing. Okay. Because you have to look at these parts of yourself that have settled for abuse, that have settled for being hurt, that have settled for these things that you don't actually deserve because there's part of you that is sitting there and saying, yes, I deserve this. And to look at that part of yourself hurts and it sucks. All breakups hurt, but you know what? Breaking up from a toxic relationship hurts worse because you got so much work to do. And you got to do it. Otherwise, you're going to repeat the patterns over and over and over again. But that does not have to be your destiny. You don't have to repeat the patterns. You can break the cycle. So if you're in a position right now where you're feeling maybe confused you're questioning yourself you're questioning your feelings i want you to know that's exactly how manipulation works okay if you've been in toxic relationship you've been manipulated that's how it works of course you're going to doubt yourself of course you're going to question yourself because you've been being told for however long that you're crazy that this didn't happen or that that didn't happen you've been lied to you've been gaslit all of these things that happen inside of toxic relationships so of course you are going to doubt yourself, right? Of course, you're going to doubt yourself. You have to rebuild that self-trust. This happens over time. You have to rebuild self-trust over time. You have to consistently show up for yourself. You have to consistently choose yourself, okay? Now, I want to talk about a part of this manipulation that happens. Certainly, there's there's a couple different scenarios after leaving toxic relationships that usually happen one is the person you know instantly goes on and moves on and is with somebody else right and that's definitely very hurtful hurtful harmful it's painful right because you start feeling like what I can't believe it right you start like nothing that we had was real all of those kinds of thoughts right but then there's another scenario where they don't leave you alone they don't leave you alone and they come back and they start talking about how they're going to change and they start making all these promises of all the things that they're going to do and all of these things that they're sorry for and if you are not in the place where you're really committed to yourself and choosing yourself it's very easy to fall back into that manipulation it's very, very easy. This is why going no contact is so important, guys. I, I know I stress this. I did a whole episode about this um, a few shows back. You should definitely listen to that if you're in this place. But going no contact is the absolute best way if you can. And the only way that you can't go no contact is like if you have kids with this person and you have to be in contact with them. And then there's different ways where you can speak and interact in a way where you it's called gray, gray rocking. You can go on YouTube. There's a million videos about it on YouTube, but it's essentially not giving 
somebody your emotional response, okay? It's like as being as boring as a gray rock, right? There's different ways to go about this. But if you can go no contact, it's got to be no contact because manipulators, people that are abusive, people that want to maintain power and control will do anything to maintain power and control. So that means lying to you. That means telling you exactly what it is that they know you want to hear to bring you back into that cycle so that they can maintain the power. And there's another shadow side to that that I want to talk about because part of that can feel a little good. If you've been in that relationship, you've been feeling hurt, you've been feeling down, and you finally decide to leave, you're like, I'm getting it together, I'm leaving this, I'm not taking this anymore. And then they come crawling back and they're like, I need you, I want you, I'll do anything to have you. Then all of a sudden you feel powerful, you feel good, you feel like, oh, maybe I am loved, maybe I am wanted. And so you play into that dynamic because part of that feels good. Maybe this person can change for me. Maybe they will change for me, you know, because now uh, if I'm good enough, they will change. Again, a completely, completely backwards way of thinking. Your good enoughness, your worth has nothing to do with somebody changing or not. That is up to them. And the likelihood of somebody changing from one week to the next, pretty fucking slim, okay? pretty slim. Not going to happen. Think about yourself. Think about how long you've been in your patterns. Think about how long you've been doing what you've been doing. And you're like, I'm going to change everything in a week. Not going to happen, right? Not going to happen. And you don't have to hang around while somebody else tries to figure this stuff out. That's not your responsibility. Your life is yours. Please live it. Please live your life. It is here for you to experience joy. Like Literally, what if we are just put on this planet to experience joy? happiness to have fun like what if that's actually the purpose of life and we're all sitting here in these terrible relationships for way too long just trying to learn this lesson you don't have to do it anymore but it's normal to wonder why this person couldn't change for you it's normal to wonder why and the reality is is that you don't have the power to make anyone change This is typically a deeply embedded pattern linked to childhood trauma that left you needing to be chosen by someone that most likely just does not have the capacity to be the person that your fantasy says they are. Because that's it. It's a fantasy. It's not reality. And you need to do whatever you can to pull yourself. You have to admit to yourself the severity of what you've been through. You have to allow yourself to feel All the feelings that come up, the anger, the resentment, the hurt, the sadness, you actually have to feel it to be able to heal it, right? And you can do it. You can do it. And if you want to do it with me, like I said, I'm going to put the link to the Heal Rise Hive program in the show notes. It is my absolutely favorite thing to take women through because it is just so powerful. And to be able to witness women come in that feel broken, hurt. And leave eight weeks later feeling like they can do anything, like they can have anything, like they can get the love that they want is just ugh, makes me so happy that I'm alive, that I get to live this life, that I get to experience this joy. So 
Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. If you know another sister that needs to hear this message, I ask that you please, please share it. And thank you guys so much for tagging me on your Instagrams. Take a screenshot. Let me know that you're listening. Tag me at Miss MS Kelly Kristen. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.